more selective in his company. When he rode across Iowa in the fall of 1887, West did so with a man who called himself Mose Robbins. West never asked if Mose was his proper name or if it was short for something else, because he didn't care. Mose was tough enough to stand firm in a fight, he could shoot straight, and he wasn't smart enough to double-cross his partner with any degree of subtlety. Most important, Mose was as loyal as a dog. He also had the same number of fleas living in the thick mass of coarse whiskers sprouting from his chin and upper lip. Although West didn't exactly tend to his appearance by doing any more than running an occasional hand over his close-cropped brown hair or splash some water on his face to keep the thick sideburns in place, he looked like a dandy compared to Mose. Where Wes was lean and muscular, Mose was thick as a bear preparing for hibernation. Where Wes looked as if his sturdy frame and scarred face had been chiseled by the harshness of life spent on the trail, Mose looked as if he'd been put together like a hastily thrown pile of clay. Mose had it where it counted, however, and could throw a punch or fire his pistols without fail. Together, the two of them had cobbled together a nice little partnership. It had been days since the men had seen a hint of civilization. Being that they were riding across the thick belly of Iowa, that was no surprise to anyone. It was early in the fall, which meant the winds were becoming a comfort rather than a hot blast against sweaty brows. As one cool breeze rolled across a field of corn, causing hundreds of stalks to sway to and fro, Wes lifted his nose to it and drew a deep breath. Feels good, he declared. Never one for excessive expression, Mose looked around and shrugged. Feels the same as yesterday, he grunted, and the day before. What's got into you? Wes asked. His voice reflected a touch of the Irish brogue from his mother's side that he'd never been able to shake. Mose's voice, on the other hand, was a dull, grunting baritone, dredged up from the backwoods of the Appalachians. Ain't nothing got into me. Nothing but the last of that jerked beef and chicory coffee. You going soft on me? Wes asked as he leaned over to give the bigger man a good-natured swat. A few nights sleeping under the stars and your soft little rump is aching? You best watch yourself. Wes sat easy in his saddle and placed both hands on the horn in front of him. You're right. I take it back. Good. I was completely wrong. There's nothing little about your rump. Anger flashed in Moses' eyes but quickly died down. Shifting uncomfortably to find a better position, he grunted, If you're studying me from that angle so much, I'd say you need to get to a saloon more than I do. You want a drink? I have some whiskey from that bottle left. Enough for a swallow or two, anyway. I ain't talking about going to a saloon for drinking. I'm talking about finding me some company other than you. Something wrapped up in a fine dress with long hair and a sweet smile. Still a ladies' man, eh? Born and bred, Moe said with a wide, yellowed smile. You should have plenty of soiled doves to choose from when we get where we're going. Where is that exactly? That was another thing Wes liked about Moe's. After days of riding across some of the flattest land he'd seen in a long while, Mose was just now getting around to asking why they were trudging across so many fields. Ever been to Cedar Rapids? Mose scrunched his face into a fleshy mess. He pondered for almost half a minute, 
mulling the question over as if it pertained to one of the mysteries of the universe. Finally, he grunted, Can't say as I have. You'll like it just fine. Plenty of saloons. There's even a mighty big theater where you can catch a show with some pretty dancing girls. I like saloon girls better. Besides, there was plenty of saloons in Illinois. Why'd we have to leave there? We had to leave on account of the two posses that were chasing us. Oh, yeah. Letting out a huffing breath, Moe said, We could have gave him the slip without crossing the state line. They weren't so tough anyways. I bet we could have made our stand and burned them down. What would have happened when those posses met up and decided to ride together? Wes asked. It was only a matter of time before that happened, and I doubt taking a stand against all of them boys would have been so easy. I guess that's right. Still, I don't like riding across this damn state.